Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag BYU. Oh, excitement. With everything that's been going on, especially during the fall camp and a lot of uncertainty, even going on with scheduling and stuff, we know that this has now been down to single-digit days and now it's within the week. I think the guys are kind of transitioning to feeling a little bit normal, getting some, some of that normal feeling back and going to school. I mean, we're wearing masks. We're doing all that stuff that we can to do it the right way, but it's just showing that we're trending towards something that can possibly return back to normal life. Kalani Sataki talking about the opener, BYU and Navy, tonight at 6 o'clock. PK, this is the most glamorous game on their schedule. On paper, it's the best program. It may not be the best team, but it's the best program. The time slot, the opportunity is there for the Cougars to look really good. This is the most hype they've ever received for a game. Actually, I mean, ESPNU yesterday showing BYU games all day. You had as far back as the Holiday Bowl when Ty Detmer was a senior, capped it with the last year's overtime win against Tennessee. They've never received this much run-up to a game in the program's history. I defy anybody to argue, don't hashtag PK full of crap at me. That'd be a lot of hostility for early on a holiday morning. Can we really get that hashtag trending? No. But that's me. We love DJ. He's everybody's buddy, but not so much with me. I said it. This never has been. We've never seen a buildup to a game in BYU history more. No more pub that they've gotten tonight. This actually turned out better than they could have possibly imagined. Now, of course, they've got to win the game. There is that small detail. And to that point, Pete Medhurst, play-by-play voice for the Naval Academy, is going to join us at 8 o'clock. How good is Navy? What kind of challenges do they provide? The defense is supposed to be good. How good? And specifically, what do they do that could cause Zach Wilson problems? We'll get to that coming up at 8 o'clock with Pete Medhurst. And now, to the rest of college football. Hashtag college football. Everybody has been, we want to play as soon as we possibly can. And we're ready to play. We'd be ready. We could be ready to play a game in two weeks. Uh, just get the pads on. And our guys have trained without a, without a pause since June 15th. So that's our position. We're ready to play as soon as we possibly can play. Jim Harbaugh, Michigan's coach right there. They've been practicing. How, you know, PK, it's a, I forget which Mac school it was, but they said, Coach, if you got bad news, don't tell us till we're done with this uh, whatever special teams unit they're working on. I think it was some punt cover team or something. Uh, because the guys were saber in practice. It was at least a hint of the sport they loved. But then there's the, uh, and you remember this from your days in high school, practice ever feel like drudgery? Can we get from practice and get to a game? Who wants to practice forever? And Michigan, man, since, since June 15, that's got to feel like forever. Well, I don't think that it's June 15th. I think it's January 1st. It's always forever. You're always practicing when you are in that situation. Everything is a practice leading up to that. Maybe it's a little more formal since June 15th, but you're constantly practicing. That's one of the reasons why I played baseball is because I love the practice. I love to be outside. 
and I loved the practices of baseball where I didn't like the practices of football and basketball, which I played as a freshman. I played all three and then concentrated on baseball, although by the results you wouldn't know it, but nevertheless, that's what I did. I loved the practice. I loved baseball practice. I loved the smell of the leather, the grass, the sunshine. I got it in abundance when I lived in Phoenix, Arizona. But I think players are always practicing. Everything you're doing is geared towards playing a game, and now that's been taken away. Well, they're always in the weight room, and they're always watching video, that's for sure. And is there anything that's more fun in practice than batting practice? I mean, is there anything else in any sport that would match batting? But just getting in the cage and hitting, that doesn't seem like drudgery, does it? <laughs> no, that particular sport really didn't to me. I loved it. Because you have to remember going back there in, in Arizona, you could do it basically year-round if you wanted. Well, you couldn't do that in uh, New Jersey where I had been say, just a year earlier. You know, you had to wait, wait, wait. And then when you got a day, you ran out there and it was like heaven because the next five days were going to rain. <laughs> so the idea when spring came, oh my gosh, I couldn't have been happier. And we had little league practice and I could get out there. It just, it, it, it makes me happy just thinking about it. It's the advent of spring uh, for you, maybe it didn't mean as much as a kid because you couldn't really <laughs> tell didn't. the difference. But for me, it was a massive, massive deal. I used to tell you, man, when they would broadcast uh, Mets or Yankee games, uh, spring training, I'd run home. I took a school bus every every uh, all eight years, and I'd literally run home to try to catch the last couple of innings of the games down in Florida and, and see number 97, who I had no idea who he was, <laughs> whether it be the Yankees or the Mets or whoever they were playing. Uh, to just be able to experience and know that spring was coming. So that's what I feel like these players are. Notre Dame, or not Notre Dame, but uh, Navy and Miami. Miami, what am I getting at? Navy and BYU are feeling that today. This is their advent of spring, like I was when I was a kid. So there was some college football over the weekend. BYU's second opponent, Army, shut out Middle Tennessee State 42 to nothing. And when you run for 340 yards and you pass for... 20, you have, you have a 19-play, 99-yard <laughs> touchdown drive. They just pushed them around. They just pushed them up and down the field. That thing was over early. Middle Tennessee helped them out with, like, five turnovers. So I don't know what kind of read you got off Army from that game, PK. They're way better than Middle Tennessee State. It would be what you played a few years ago, but that was, that was really a really lopsided game. I got zero read. I didn't watch it. SMU beat Texas State 31-24. And Texas State will be playing BYU in October. So, Split decision for the Cougars. Future opponents over the weekend. Uh, The other college news comes from the University of Utah. Uh, Mark Harlan tweeting out that there's going to be department-wide furloughs. Everybody gets one week. Some people get up to eight weeks. He's apparently going to take two weeks. Not clear when... He'll have his two-week furlough or when Kyle will, but they're going to be off a couple weeks. All part of the effort to bring the budget back into alignment with the uh, with the TV not coming, TV money not coming in because there's no football games. Yeah, I don't know that they're going to be off a couple of weeks. They'll, you think they'll just have to work? Salary. Yeah. But there's there's plenty of people who've lost jobs because I was in communication with people on Friday, and uh, so yeah, it's a. It's a dark time there. We knew it was coming. He basically told us that in a Zoom call, and we knew that there would be something. But there's several people that have literally lost their job, and it just sucks on every level. And that it does. DJ and PK. 
Hashtag NFL. The money is 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 fine. It's, it's cool. But like my family told me last night, I didn't do it for the money. I mean, that's just something that comes with it. So, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's just, it's a lot right now, for sure. That's Deshaun Watson, the Texans quarterback. Four-year contract extension, $160 bucks, and overcome with emotion right there. Didn't do it for the money. When you start playing quarterback, however old you are, you can't know you're going to end up with a $160 million contract extension because when he started playing quarterback, there weren't $160 million contract extensions. Generational money, PK. Well... It's something that comes with it, and then what comes with it with comes with it. So I got two comes with it removed is financial freedom, which, you know, just ask the people who just got laid off last week at the U of U and ask people who are losing their job today and whatnot or don't have money. That is a tremendous blessing to have financial freedom. Jadavian Clowney is a Tennessee Titan. One year could be worth up to $15 million. There's some bonuses in there. So, uh... He lands, and Josh Rosen, the former UCLA quarterback who got let go by Miami, cuts over the weekend. He's going to end up in Tampa Bay on their practice squad. This is his third team in three years. He was the number one pick, PK, and he is bouncing around at a stunning rate. Yeah, I think he was picked around 10 or 11. Uh, I wonder how his broadcasting skills are. Put him on uh, college football games. Can you say Matt Leinert? He got through the pros and into the broadcast booth pretty quickly. Yeah, it looks like that's where it's trending because you remember we had on an Arizona reporter down in Hatches Station. Uh, I think we were talking about the Suns or something because there was some something going on. I asked him about the Cardinals because that's who drafted Rose. He said, yeah, they think they got their quarterback. They finally got it, you know, because they had gone through America around when Carson Palmer was hurt and before they got Kirk. Uh, Warner and all that stuff and yeah it turns out that not even close man it's surprising to me I'm not a quarterback evaluator but I thought he was decent he had a hard time staying healthy at college but I thought when he was healthy he was decent and now he's bounced around to his now he's not even really on a team practice squad is better than nothing but you're not on the team Exactly, and all you can think is Bruce Arians is thinking, all right, we're going to put him in a quarterback room with uh, Tom Brady and see if any of this rubs off because there are plenty of quarterbacks who've needed uh, uh, a couple of years before they got going, and, and you've seen teams – I mean, he must have had some talent to be a top-ten pick. You would think some talent. Tampa Bay now gets to uh, take a look at him and test drive him. Uh, the Jets kept five quarterbacks – Two are on the practice team, and then three are on the roster. Boy, you're just keeping guys around. home something clicks with five quarterbacks. Is a cliche? If you have two quarterbacks, you have none? What do you have when you have five? Well, you, you can have 40 as long as you have a starter. That's all that matters. I don't, I don't care who's behind him. I mean, it's Sam Darnold is the guy. It's Darnold's guy, yeah. Kafusi brothers, Bronson and Corbin, are on the Jets practice squad. Harvey Longy made the team's active roster. <laughs> okay, that's nice, but there's also plenty of other local guys who made other practice squads who didn't go to BYU. Uh, apparently, as Yach put this together, he wanted to give the Jets a shout-out. So it's well, a lot I of Jets. Five it's a lot of Jets info right there. 
DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Bledsoe working right. Bounce to Giannis in the lane. Flip it up. No good. And oh, that right ankle is done again, I think. And this time you could hear him. Oh, my gosh. Middleton catches on Hero. Backs it up. Shot clock at three. Middleton takes a three. Nailed it. Top of the circle. Chris Middleton drills it. Caruso up and James down. Another haymaker to start the second quarter, and the lead is 21. Lakers coming out hungry here in game two. Lakers build a big first half lead. Rockets run them down in the third quarter, and then the Lakers win the fourth quarter and win the game. 117-109. That series now tied at a game apiece. They're going to make Russell Westbrook shoot it, and they're going to live with the results and uh, the Lakers uh, enjoyed the results as Westbrook went four of fifteen and and one of seven. Yeah, man, you really saw it towards the end of the game. It's just other about one fifty nine left. Harden passes it to Westbrook on the right side. It's got a little triangle with LeBron down below and PJ Tucker in the corner, and LeBron just sort of took about a step and a half towards the middle to tell Westbrook, "If you drive, I got gotcha, you, but I am not coming over you." to you in a rotation because then you're just going to pass it to P.J. Tucker in the corner. And I'd rather have you shoot it than P.J. Tucker shoot it in the corner. And sure enough, LeBron just did that, took a step and a half, just stood there. I got you if you drive, but I'm not letting you pass it to a wide-open guy, so I'm not going to rotate to you. And Westbrook bricked it. Bricked it. Yeah, man, he's playing awful. It's not his game. It's never been his game. So you wonder if, he should, if they're going to give you a two Take a two and just bag the three in that situation. So we were talking about how the Jazz bench got really short in the playoffs and the Rockets bench got really short. <laughs> Holy cow, they had one guy come off the bench and score. House had 13, he was 5 of 10, 3 of 7, and that'll get it done. But the other three guys, a combined uh, 0 for 5, they were 0 for 4 from 3. None of them went to the line. None of them grabbed a rebound. Uh... Rivers, McLemore, and Green. Green played most of the minutes. They combined for uh, 32 minutes. He had 22 of them. And you had no points. You got no rebounds. You got no steals. You got no free throws. That is really getting nothing out of your bench. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do anything with Rivers. He's been playing fairly well, but he didn't get much of, a, much of an opportunity there. And conversely, the Laker bench, I think with Rondo, that was probably the best game that they've had in the postseason. I'd go have to go back and look at all of them. But off the top of my head, I thought their bench, for what they need from their bench, is was outstanding. And then, of course, I believe that any time the two stars combine for 60 or more, they're going to win. Kuzma coming off the bench, going 6 of 7. Morris came off the bench. He was 6 of 8. And uh, unlike the other guys, you see guys getting steals. Uh, Rondo had 5 steals in there. Uh, and you see other guys rebounding. So, yeah, I think if uh, if the Lakers had the option of getting this for five straight games, they would take it in a heartbeat. As for the Bucks and the Heat, Milwaukee avoids the sweep. The term gentleman sweep, that is, that's a relatively new thing, isn't it, PK? It seems like everybody's using it now. I'm hearing it all the time, but I don't think I heard that two or three years ago. If you win at five, if you're up 3-0 and you win at five, that's, that's a gentleman sweep. Give them their Actually, dignity. I, let them win a game. I've never heard about that. I don't think I've ever heard that either. Uh, I've heard it. I, I, this weekend, I must have heard it like 10 times. Huh. But you're right. I mean, I, I never heard of it before either. But when they say it, I know what they're talking about. 
So Milwaukee, a little you guys dignity. Can win a game, we're still going to knock you out. Honest, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo was seen in a boot after the game after re-injuring his ankle. So if Middleton go for can go for 36 again and not miss a free throw, maybe they have a chance to win a second game. Miami's still up three to one in that series. Uh, today it's Clippers and Raptors at 4:30, and then uh, Celtics and Raptors at 4:30, and then Clippers and Nuggets at seven. And of course, we'll be occupied with BYU football at six. So. Won't see quite as much of these games, but uh, there they are. Jokic is questionable tonight. Sprained wrist. I view Jokic as a gamer. Unless I hear he's out, I figure he's going to play. Maybe he won't be uh, as good. We'll have to see what happens and if he gets hit or falls and falls on it or whatever and aggravates it. Don't you think he'll go, though, PK? I'm not a doctor. I, mean, I have no idea what his tolerance level of pain is. I wouldn't have any idea. Uh, if he can't play, well, it sucks for them, but it doesn't matter. The series goes on. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. We could clearly hear Vic Carapaza say, get out, get him out, and call security. And the, the camera is panning the, the upper deck, the suite level, and the only person there is Mike Rizzo. I, I, which I I'm mean, sure he's in the place where well, he's he'll... dedicated for him to be. Yes. So really hard this, for us is, to have any idea what this is about. This is bizarre. Baseball in 2020. See, when you don't have fans there, you can hear the general manager from the luxury suite. That would have never happened with 30,000 people in the ballpark. Wouldn't have been able to hear him. Was he saying something? What did he say? I don't know what he said, but he was saying something, and they, he didn't want to hear it. Allegedly, it was something about the strike zone and his unhappiness with it. So they ran him. Get security. Hall of Famer Lou Brock passing away at the age of 81 among the uh, the tributes and obituaries uh, to the Hall of Famer. Uh, I had no idea that he, the pitcher he faced the most in his career was Tom Seaver, and the batter Tom Seaver faced the most was Lou Brock, and they passed away within a, a few days of each other. Uh, led the Cardinals to a couple of World Series titles in 1960. He was the king of uh, 200 hits, 50 stolen bases. You know, the game's played completely different now. He didn't face shifts. No one told him to worry about launch angle. So, I don't know. the next. What happens to the next Lou Brock? Do, do we even know who the next Lou Brock is? Is anybody even trying for any of that anymore? Uh, 3,000 hits? I think everyone's trying for that. But not slapping the ball and putting it in play. Uh, I think most guys would take a base hit if they can get it. Home runs ruling the day. Matt Kemp's two-run homer, eighth inning. Colorado Rockies give the Dodgers a rare loss. 7-6, the final score. The Dodgers, best record in the National League and uh, by a pretty safe margin. 30-12, and 12, despite that loss to the Rockies. Padres are five games back. They took two out of three from Oakland. Fernando Tatis Jr. going opposite field for his 15th homer. Padres win 5-3. Uh, instant replay didn't really help Oakland out there. That safe at the plate, PK. Supposed to be figuring that stuff out. Didn't do it. Got a run taken away. I assume they'll have the regular awards in the postseason, but Tatis, in my mind, clearly is NL MVP. He's the guy... Who'd, who'd yeah, be close yeah, to him? He's leading the National League in home runs, and he's you know his team's got a good record, so that's always a good combination. The Dodgers have too many guys. 
Uh, Betts is outstanding. Sure, he could be in the running there. Uh, Goldschmidt's hitting well for the Cardinals. Uh, I'd have to go back and, and double-check a bunch of other guys. But, yeah, I would think that uh, Tatis would be the leader. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. No goal calls from Yak in this one. RSL beaten. A good first half, a horrible second half, and they lose four to nothing. Four nil. Minnesota United opening them up. The second uh, second choice lineup, but it still shouldn't have happened. That just it was like you could see heads dropping after the second goal PK, and then they got carved up. Coulda, woulda, shoulda had a goal early on, but whatever, instant replay. I guess they can go commiserate with the Oakland Oakland Athletics on that one. That looked like the ball was way into the goal. But allegedly they didn't have that angle. I don't know how they didn't have that angle. But it gave up four in the second half, so what does it matter? Beaten. Never won in Minnesota. The goalkeeping job still wide open. If you know anybody who wants to be the goalkeeper, they've gone through two guys, and I think we're going to see a third pretty quick. So that's 11 goals in the last four games. And I know a couple extenuating circumstances, but 11 goals is way too many. What is Trending brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing, 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up, Pete Medhurst, play-by-play voice of the Naval Academy at 8 o'clock. Steve Cleveland. Our basketball insider at 9 o'clock. And get your thoughts on BYU and Navy playing tonight. And we want to hear from everybody. How are you fans? How are Aggie fans feeling? Watching the Cougars play on national TV on Labor Day. A weird, weird start to the college football season that promises only to be weirder. All right, we'll hear from all of you next. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.